rowdy bunch. It's almost like y'all been hitting the eggnog already. Who's that? Hey, Warren, can you shut the lights off when you're done? <laughs> so Merry Christmas. It's our first Christmas in our new place. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I think back over the years, and God has really blessed us as a church and as a community, and um, it's good to see. It's good to see God moving and shaking and grooving, and God can groove, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm convinced of that. Um, you know, I just want to thank our worship team and Wes and Mark. Uh, they're here a lot. They were here early. They were here last night practicing. So, you know, you, could, you can clap for them. We, we, dragged, we dragged Ben all the way from school, so he had to play with us. He told me he didn't have a choice. And Steve, we just rooked him in really quick. He didn't know what hit him. So we just, we just grabbed him. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for uh, continually serving. So... I think, I think tonight, you know, as I was kind of figuring out what we wanted to talk, what I wanted to talk about, let me just, let me just make sure. Got some people in the back. That's cool. That's my daughter. All right, so, so it, it seems to me... You, 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 look, you look good, you look good, but, but it would seem to me that everyone here has been born. Not, not, I mean, like physically born, I don't see anybody that actually looks like they've been built or put together with spare parts or, you know, leftovers. Everybody here has been born. And you know what? The beauty of that is we all share that common thread throughout humanity. Every one of us had our beginnings at birth. Now, let me see by a show of hands. How many dads here witnessed the birth of their children? Okay, got, got a few. How many moms here witnessed the birth of their children? <laughs> moms, on behalf of humanity, I want to thank you for showing up for that momentous occasion for all of us. You know, I was there when, uh, San- when, when Sandy went into the hospital with Megan and Ethan, and I, was, I got to see both of them born. And it was probably, probably one of the, the two most amazing experiences of my life, to, to see your children born, to, to watch human life come into the world. Now, I've seen, like, puppies be born and other critters be born. And I watched the last American cowboy, and I watched the cow be born. But there's something about your children as, as, they're, as they're being born, when you hold that little life in your hands, it's, it's amazing to me that God would give us the gift to create, that we could take part in his creation. But on the, on the flip side of that, birth is kind of stressful and traumatic sometimes. When you think, I mean, I know that when, when I was with Sandy, I mean, I was physically exhausted afterwards. I mean, it was like, oh, you know, I, okay, I know the ladies, you might have been a little tired too. I understand that. But I mean, I was, I was quite spent because sometimes as, as amazing as birth is, it's, it's stressful and it could be very traumatic. I remember after Ethan was born thinking, 
How did they do it like 100 years ago? I mean, I mean, Ethan wasn't an easy pregnancy. Sandy had uh, gestational diabetes. Don't worry, buddy. We still love you. Uh, Sandy had gestational diabetes. She had some hypertension. Ethan came a month early. He had the cord wrapped around his neck. He was jaundiced. And I remember thinking, man, like, like what, what did they do 100 years ago for moms? And, oh, you know, you know what's ingrained into my brain? The heart monitor. That noise. <laughs> like when I hear that, it takes me back. I'm like, whoa, I'm right there again. And so we have this amazing, stressful thing that we all share. That we all have this in common as human beings. We were all born into the world. Every human being has gone through it. No exception to the rule. If you're here, guess what? You were born of a mother. To be born is to be human, unless you're a dog or an animal or something like that. But to be born is to be human, and to be human is to experience life and experience humanity and all of the good and the hard and all of the the wholeness and the brokenness. We all share these common experiences as people. We, we get hot and we get cold. We get hungry and we fill up with food. We, we get tired and we need rest. We are happy and we experience sadness. These are all things that we all have in common. At some point in time, you have all experienced those very things. You see, I would say as people, as humans, we have a lot more in common than things that that differentiate us, you know? I mean, at the core, when I get cut, I bleed, and so does everybody else. We all experience these same things, and at the very beginning of it all, we we were born. Now, we all, we heard, we heard uh, Tim and Kaylee, they, they, they read the, the story of Jesus' birth out of Luke chapter 2. We all kind of know that story or parts of that story, right? Um, Joseph and Mary, they have to go register. There's a big census. They got to travel. Mary's pregnant. There's no room at the inn. And so they get, to, they get stuck in like a stable. And then in Luke, there's these two verses that really just, I, I just kind of landed on them this week. Let me show you. Thank you. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Mary's firstborn, a son. And if you're wondering what his name was, it's Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah. He comes into the world just like every one of us did. He was born of a woman. He comes in and he begins life the way that we all do. And all of the amazingness of that moment and all of the stress of that moment, the Son of God is born just like each one of us here has been born. And I would say that that it was a little more difficult for him. Because you know what Mary didn't have? The epidural. Right? She went al natural there, man. Mm-hmm. No drugs, no nothing. And so here's the Son of God, the Messiah for the entire world, coming to earth the same exact way that each one of us have come into the world. 
And he was born into this messy and broken and amazing world that we all experience. And even goes beyond that. I mean, he, he was born in a stable, okay? No room at the inn. His crib was a feeding trough. Now, we had some families here this year that, that had babies this year. And I saw pictures of the nursery, and it's all painted. And it's got stickers on the wall, right? And you've got your, your bassinet and your changing table, and you've got the little dresser that matches. And then you have the crib that's OSHA-approved because you don't want the baby's head popping through the rails. So they have to be at the right, you, you know, and they can't chew on the, in the paint. And the, Jesus had a feeding trough. With animals walking around. I can imagine that there was the smell of hay and animal poo that, 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 that would be in a stable. And in the eyes of the world, there was nothing really, really special about this baby. Because it was just a common family and a common birth. And nobody really noticed. Yeah, some wise men, they caught word and they, they kind of took a trip and they, they, got this, they got this mean king all freaked out and, you know, that all happened. And then, then the, some angels, I know, they came to see the shepherds and then the shepherds were like, whoa, and they went to see. But you know, the shepherds, they have no social standing. Nobody wants a shepherd in the hospital room after you've just given birth. I mean, not at least first century. But to the, in the world's eyes, nobody really noticed this little baby that came into the world. But there was something very special about this child. It would take years and years for people to really see and to understand what that would be. It would take like 30 years before this Jesus guy would come on the scene and he would start preaching and teaching and doing miracles. But for the first 30 years, he was just a common common Jewish boy growing up in a common Jewish family, learning the culture of his day of first century Judaism. Nothing, nothing really out of the ordinary, but God had a plan for him. Jesus had a purpose why he was born into this world. In fact, this common little baby would end up changing everything. Changed everything for the world. I want to show you this verse, what Paul writes about. And Titus, wow, that's good. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, Paul is writing something about something that is concrete and physical. He is talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the kindness of God. Jesus Christ is the love of God that's been poured out upon his people. In fact, God loves the world so much. He wants it back to the way it was so desperately. He wants his people back and reconciled to him that he sent Jesus out of his love and out of his mercy and out of his kindness. That Jesus would show the love of God, that Jesus would ultimately save us. I guess we could say that, that Jesus came to save us from ourselves. He came to save us from our own sin, from our own spiritual brokenness. 
Physical well-being is very important. You should take care of yourself physically. But physical, your physical well-being, guess what? That is fleeting. Eventually you will grow old and your body will ache and you will not be able to do the things that you did 10 years ago. But Jesus came to heal and to bring something much deeper than just a physical well-being. Jesus came to bring spiritual healing and a spiritual well-being. This is what Christ has brought to us. You know, spiritual health transcends every and any situation that you can ever find yourself in. As a church, we've been, we went through the, the Advent candle this year uh, for Advent, the four weeks leading up to this, to this night. And uh, we, talked about, we talked about hope, we talked about peace, we talked about joy, and we talked about love. And we didn't want to talk about it like it was from the world's perspective, how the world defines those things. We decided to dig way beyond that and look at it from a spiritual perspective. What does God say about those things? And here's what I want you to hear from me tonight. Jesus came to save you into a life of joy. Jesus has come to save you into a life of peace and reconciliation with God. Jesus has, came, has come to save you to live a life of hope. And he's come to show you the love of God, that you can be accepted, that you have been called back to him. And you know, that's, that's not even really like, that's, that's good news. But here's the best news. This is the news that I really like. You don't deserve it. I mean, I do, but you don't deserve it. No one deserves the grace and the love and the saving of God. It's by his mercy and his mercy only. He did not come because you finally got it together. He did not come because finally you are walking on the straight and on the narrow. He did not come because you got it. See, God loves you. God loves you with an in spite of love and not a because of love. In spite of your brokenness, in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of the things that you've done in your past, in spite of the things you continually do now, God loves you and sent Jesus. He loves you with an in spite of love and he has come to save you. You know, love is a very interesting thing. I can love my wife, I can love my children, but they can reject my love and not receive it. And it just kind of, it kind of goes nowhere. And, and to be saved, you have to actually recognize that you need some saving. You have to put yourself in the position to allow yourself to be saved. So I guess what I'm saying is the choice has always been ours. Will we allow ourselves to accept the love of God through Jesus Christ? Will we allow ourselves to move in it and to, and to embrace it and to walk and to live our lives in the love of God through Jesus Christ? Will you allow yourself to be saved? Will you allow Jesus to come to you as he has been sent and actually save you? That's the million-dollar question for all of us. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're thinking, well, pff, yeah, that's all well and good. God loves me. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus came to save me. La-di-da. I mean, sometimes I wrestle with those questions too. 
and you know, and, and, and it kind of spins off in my head sometimes. And, and you know, God is God, right? Like nothing really hurts God. He's God. I mean, maybe he's sad because we mess up all the time, but, but he's, he's like God. And he doesn't know what it's like to be me. He doesn't know the things that I've experienced in my life. He doesn't know what it's like to fail. He doesn't know about broken trust. He doesn't know, he doesn't know me. And he, how does he show his love to me? He has no idea what it's like to live down here, 2011, going into 2012. Have you ever wrestled with that question? Have you ever just kind of thought about that sometimes? Even, I don't care if you're you're just visiting here because you got dragged by someone or you've been following Jesus all your life. That is something that can spin and churn in the minds of all people. But remember, remember the verse that we looked at first. Wes, can we go back one slide? While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. The time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn. It's a son. Jesus came as a child into this world, into our world, just like everyone else did. And he came to experience and he came to teach us within our human experiences. Jesus, he, know, he knows what sadness is like. Jesus knows what it's like to lose things. He knows about joy. He knows about laughter. He knows, he knows what it's like to, to be betrayed and to be abandoned. Jesus knows what it's like to to have your friends turn their back on you, on him. He knows spiritual suffering. He knows physical suffering. He knows emotional suffering. The Bible tells us that he has been tempted in every single way that we ourselves have been tempted. That means Jesus was tempted with greed and lust and arrogance and hatred. Everything, you name it, Jesus was tempted. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what happens down here on this earth. And he came to say, and he came to show us that because of the love of God, because of the mercy of God, because of the kindness of God, that we, mere humans, can walk in victory in this life. We can overcome and conquer those things because Jesus came to save us. Because Jesus came to show us. Because the love of God has been poured out through the Holy Spirit on all of humanity. And so will you begin to open yourself up to that love? Will you begin to open yourself up to that saving he has come to bring us rebirth. He has come to bring us a life that, is, that has been renewed. You see, God looks beyond who you are right now, and he looks at who he, he knows you can be because of Jesus Christ. See, God loves you right where you are right now, but he loves you so much, he's not going to let you stay there. And he's going to pursue you with his love. 
kindness and the love of God appeared, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so as we celebrate the birth of Jesus this year, the kindness of God, the fact that he came and saved us, my prayer to you, my prayer for you, is that the light of Christ would shine brightly into your soul and burn away all of those things that keep you from following him, being sold out to him 100%. Because what's, what's the Christmas story really? The Christmas story is the love of God has come here to this planet to experience our life, to show us and to teach us that we can be victorious in this life. See, the, the, the Christmas story is the light of God shining into the darkness. 